0: Welcome to episode 136 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Adam Badger. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody joined here today by Adam Badger. Adam, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate you. I know we just had like basically a full podcast that could have been recorded and sent out for some other reasons, but uh, now we'll hit the record button and give it to the people.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's funny. Uh, it's like, yeah, we talked for like 26 minutes uh, and then record and uh right before this i was i was working on something i was trying to i was trying to figure something out i was trying to create something on the computer for a challenge i'm doing and it's just coincidental i i, I texted a picture of it to my assistant and i said i either just wasted 26 minutes or this is doable so it's just weird that it was 26 minutes full times <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go Co- coincidence is all over the place um can you go ahead and just introduce yourself let let people know like who you are and what it is that you do for for anyone who might not know
1: yeah, I'm sure everyone listening to this probably doesn't know. Um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, Instagram popular by any means. Uh, my name is Adam Badger. I own a, uh, nutrition and training company named Badger Strength. Super creative name. Um, I've been a personal trainer for coming up on 10 years. Uh, I've been, you know, working out since, uh, I was like 13, 14. So I'm 33 now. So a very long time. And uh, I'm located in upstate New York, but my business is mainly online. So I work, or work with people, you know, from all different states.
0: Now, I'm pretty sure that we talked to this, but I forget. Did you transition to mostly online through the pandemic or were you kind of making that transition prior to it? What,
1: what's the timeline there? No, actually, I probably should have focused <laughs> more online during pandemic. I just didn't have the the systems or the resources in place to know exactly like what I should be doing. So I've been in person, an in-person coach since 2014. Uh, I was working at a big box gym to start off like most of us do. I worked there for a few years. I didn't start my own business until I was, uh, you know, uh, four years into being a trainer. And then it was 90% in person. uh, And I would do a little bit of online nutrition coaching, a little bit of online programming, but it wasn't anything I like hyper-focused on. It was just kind of mm. like situations that would pop up or opportunities that would pop up. And I didn't fully make online like the primary source of income to like the end of 2021, beginning of 2022. So it's, you know, sometimes I, this is probably something we could talk about too, is sometimes I get caught up in the comparison game and compare myself to mm-hmm. others when it comes to, like the online business portion. But realistically, the online portion where I've been actually focusing on building an online business is really like only uh you know coming up on two years uh, of actually like focusing on that
0: yeah i'm i am definitely guilty (laughs) of also playing that comparison game uh in the business world and it's it makes me actually feel hypocritical to to be very honest about you know saying about saying to not play the comparison game with your own health and fitness like you know people listening if you're not like a fitness professional like don't compare yourself to myself or adam like we you know, this is our job. And and then there's people who are you know way above us, professional athletes and professional strength athletes and coaches who have been around for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Like I, you know, don't compare yourself to that, but it's like, how can I compare myself to someone who's been in business for, you know, five, 10, 15 years. And I, you know, we just, we just got here. We just showed up like, who, who am I to well, yeah. see that I should have so much success or so much whatever. Right.
1: I, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it. I, I think honestly, man, I think if you were like, oh man, I just, I don't compare myself to anyone. And I just stay in my own lane. and I just focus on being a better me each day. Like it would just be bullshit. Cause I don't think anyone's yeah. actually like that. I think even people, who, and and I'm always honest with my clients. I was like, listen, I'm, I can coach you because I'm guilty of the things that you're guilty of too. I do it. And for me, like I've, we were talking about before we got on air, like I've been through business coaching mentorships and you know, you get exposed to just people who are like, I started my coaching business a year ago and I'm already making X amount of dollars and it's like 3 times what I make and I'm like what the fuck like you know yeah. <laughs> like how is that I'm like I've been in this for 10 years and this person like was 23 years old and just like I kind of like working out and now they're like making this much money like it doesn't make any sense but like what I found is that like um as as corny as it sounds I think the corny version is like you know you're on your own path and you're going at you're kind of where you should be um, in terms of, you know, in the, in those terms. And some people like, you know, if I'm a, I'm a husband and dad, some, if I was 24 and just starting my online business and I was single living alone, yeah, I'd work 13 hours a day all day long building it. But like, you know, I have other responsibilities and I want to be a present dad. So like that's, I have to, maybe my business is going to grow a little bit s- slower. Um, but yeah, I think the comparison game is, normal that everyone does it, but it can be, it's like alcohol. It's like, yeah, it's okay to do that once in a while, but it can be toxic if you do it too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it would be abnormal. I think you're correct in saying that it would be abnormal to be not to like legitimately not be comparing yourself to anyone and if you're so much about like hey like I don't do that like you're just in denial about what you're what's going on in your head I think another thing with this and and even more relevant to to actual fitness is that like the pie is so big like someone else's fitness gains don't take away from yours like like just because someone else like just started working out you know two weeks ago and they're all like you know they have a six pack and they're bench pressing 300 pounds and whatever it doesn't mean that I can't also accomplish that there's there's not a, a limit on the amount of weight that can be that can be lifted or the way the way that can yeah. be lost, right? There's, there's plenty of gains for everyone. And like, you can, you can learn from that. And some people just have it luckier, have it a little bit better, have it a little bit easier than others. And I think another big piece of this is some people who seem to be new, they end up sometimes by accident doing a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just literally an accident. They don't, they couldn't explain it. They don't know why they did worked or what they did worked, but it just happens. And so to compare yourself to that, it's just, it's just really not fair to yourself.
1: Yeah. And honestly, man, I I think one thing that I like to talk about, um, with clients is that, uh, I like to get a lot into the mindset and I feel like I've, I've had my own, I'm, I'm at a hundred and something episodes with my podcast as well. So I feel like I, I talk a lot. I talk a lot to clients as you do too. And I've done a couple of podcasts where I've been lucky enough to be guests on. So sometimes you catch stuff like repeating some of the same stuff. But I think it's mm-hmm. – uh, so I try not to come across as like someone who's just like talks about this all the time. But I, I really think it's important to – to empath. I can empathize with people because I think when someone says, oh, that person lost this much weight and I, what, what am I doing wrong? Or I'm getting jealous because like I saw your other clients' transformations, right, And and I'm not moving at their pace – I always try and your first initial reaction as the coach is to be like, don't compare yourself to others. You're on your own journey, like this and that, right? But I think if we dug a little deeper, I don't think that there's a scarcity mindset in the sense of that person thinks there's only a limited amount of results. The same way with me, when I get when I get uh, in the comparison game with someone else's business, it's not that I think that there's like a scarcity amount of clients out there or business out there. It's a it's a fear. It's an illogical fear of what the alternative is. So for me, if I'm making X amount and I want to make, and I see someone else is making 25, 50% more, it's not that I just need that, or I think that they're stealing clients from me. It's my illogical fear based on my own traumas is that if I don't get there, I'm going to drastically fall into poverty. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, with with the the weight loss client, I think they think if I'm not losing weight at that rate, or at least if that rate is possible, I want access to it because my current situation is too painful, too scary, and I'm too scared of of, of going the opposite direction. So we have to kind of talk to them, and be like, listen, like you are heading down that path. It just might be a slower weight, a slower rate. And I always compare it to just traffic on the highway. Like we were all going in that same direction. But as long as we stay on the road, and we keep our foot on the gas, like we're going to get there. It's just traffic on the highway, it's just making the journey take a little longer. Uh, and I hope that makes sense. But I think it's just understanding where that fear comes from. So if you're listening to this and you're, you're a client and you find yourself caught in the comparison game, instead of like shaming yourself and being like, I shouldn't be doing this, just ask, well, why am I comparing myself and it's usually because you're afraid that the alternative is very painful when in reality it's probably not as you know scary as you think it is
0: right i think another another approach that i use with this is is to and this is dependent on the client right this is where we get into individual conversations and some people can can handle this and some people like i definitely wouldn't have this conversation but we, I kind of like go further into the comparison. It's like, okay, you're, you know, jealous of that person who has lost, you know, twice as much weight as you have in the same amount of time. All right, well, let's look at the comparison. They have no spouse. They have no kids. They have, uh, you know, whatever their job is. They're like super dedicated because they have such and such uh, event coming up. And so like, they've been training six times a week. They have a meal prep company. They have like all of these other things. And so it's like, yeah, of course they're going to be making better results because look how much, effort and resources they're applying to this you are not currently like willing or able to do that and you shouldn't be doing that because of xyz in your own situation and it's not better or worse it's just different so like if we're going to compare it like let's let's actually look at why why what's happening is happening and i think that that is a is a more fair way to sort of assess like hey okay now it makes sense why you know, they've made such great results and I haven't because they're just doing more than me for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think that when you get to the bottom of that, right, and you get to the bottom of that discussion with yourself, it doesn't change the next step. It's the, the next step is you still have to show up tomorrow's workout. You still have yeah. to track your protein where it is. So I think another, another side of that is just like, okay, well, yeah, like it's, but it doesn't change what you have to do next. You know what you have to do next. It's right. just a matter right. of you're not doing it. And dude, to be honest with you, man. so like I, so the, it's funny. It's funny also if you just, um if you also break down some of those barriers, how it can lead to cool things. So sometimes people will see that other client or whatever, Like for, let's, let's say, let's say in the realm of your coaching clients, and let's say you have a Facebook group or, or you post about your client results, and then you have another client who's like, oh man, like I see Jen is making more progress than me and I'm getting discouraged. Uh, you know, that client will likely probably never just randomly reach out to Jen and go, Hey Jen, what's up? Like I, I'm Daniel's client too. Uh, you know, I see, you know, and give her a high five. And maybe breaking down that wall and seeing the person that you're jealous of and, and reaching out and connecting, that might give you some support or give you like a, a motivational partner. And dude, it's just, it's crazy. So like, for example, um, you, right? I heard of you because you were on a Rom and Jim's podcast, Other Side Lifestyle, which I came across randomly, whatever, six or eight months ago. I don't know how long. I came across it randomly and there's something about their podcast just really resonates with me. It's it's probably my favorite fitness podcast out there that I listen to regularly. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, like I, that's a goal of mine is to get asked to be on there one day. Right. Uh and I'm never going to ask someone to be on their podcast. (laughs) So like like (laughs) my goal is to, you know, you know, build a, like, you know, hopefully like- Or and
0: Jimmy, if you're listening, have Adam on your podcast. Well, Jim's, so
1: Jim's been on mine and I've had conversations with him and I've covered conversations with Rahm, not about the podcast, just in general, just reaching out to them because I think they're awesome. But like, just my favorite podcast. I vibe with them. I think I'm from New York. I'm a smart ass too, I think. Anyway, (laughs) but I saw that you were on it. I had no idea who you were. I just saw, I saw that you were on it and I, so I started following you. And my first initial thing was just like, I don't, how, how, how do you get on these podcasts? Like, I don't understand it. Right. (laughs) Right. So, but I just followed you and I liked your stuff and I, and I shared some of your stuff with no intention of anything. Just like, okay, I'll share Daniel's stuff because he's a cool dude and I like his stuff. And I, and I heard your conversation and and I, I resonated with you. And now you've been on my podcast. I'm on yours. We've, we've built sort of an Instagram friendship where we, where we support each other's stuff. That's awesome. And now we've had deeper conversations on business and stuff. And it's helped me like be like, Oh, there's someone else out there who like knows what I'm going through. And and we've made a connection. So it's just an, it's just a way to like, you can get, it's all about how you react. Right. So I could have got caught in the comparison game and be like, Oh, well, like I'm jealous of this person because they're on a podcast that I want to be on. But it's like, that's dumb. I was just like, Oh, cool. That guy was on it. Let's follow him. Yeah. And if anything, it was just like it was just a cool uh it built a connection out of it, right? So it's just all about how you react.
0: Exactly. And and just to go to go deeper into that comparison and like use this as a very specific example, the reason why I was asked to to be on their podcast is because I went to an event called uh Raise the Bar. It was like a fitness business conference in in February. ROM yeah. was also at the event uh, attending. There was a social at uh, the first night or whatever, a social like outing as part of the part of the thing. I was leaving from my Airbnb, which I made a mistake in getting an Airbnb instead of staying at the event hotel. So, <laughs> so mistake number one. Then my the Uber from the Airbnb to the thing like kept canceling on it, whatever. So I was like very late, yeah. and for whatever reason, Aram w- was also late, and so we just like by chance like walked into the thing at the same time and walked in and then, you know, started chatting and became friends and whatever. But I didn't really I didn't know him before then and I didn't so if I like wasn't late in the Uber, you know, maybe I would have met him at the event. There's a lot of people there. Like maybe I would have met him, maybe not. Like who knows? Right. But so to to compare that, like, oh, you know, who am I? And and you're right. Like, who am I that I should get invited on such and such podcast? Like, it doesn't matter. But like, if not for this happenstance event, which nobody knows that, except for now, but that's not apparent. And so it's like, yeah, that's just what happened. And the same way someone's like, yeah, I just like, you know, I happened to Uh, you know, really get into walking for some reason, there's like something in the neighborhood and like something happened. And so like, that made me lose a lot of weight. It's like these little things that just, they can kind of happen by luck that leads to some good result. But unless you dig into what actually happened, you might not ever know. And therefore the comparison is just not really fair.
1: Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the crazy thing is, is like a lot of times when you're comparing yourself to someone else, like you don't realize that you're probably way more alike than different. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, like, like for, 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 for us, like just through conversations, like we, we are very similar, very similar beliefs and also very similar, like, you know, kind of points in our business and stuff like that. And, um, it's just, it's just funny because like the perception is, is like, you know, uh, I've I've so like I've interacted with trainers who maybe are coming up and they're they their perception is oh Adam's ahead of me and then we talk and like no, no no we're going through the same stuff we're on the same level and I know for me anytime I see someone on someone else's podcast I'm like oh that person's probably just way ahead of me and like you know they're they're in that circle and I and you know what I mean uh, but but in reality it's like we're all kind of like doing the same thing we're dealing with the same issues. Uh, and then there's, there's always going to be outliers who are like way ahead. And so you're going to run into the person at the gym who is shredded year round and gets to eat, you know, uh, pizza every Friday and doesn't gain any weight. Yeah, there's going to be those people, but the other 90% of the people there are probably very similar journey, mindset, beliefs and values that you have. And you sometimes you just got to break out of your shell. And that's why I like to do a lot of like, um, we were talking about like I like to do like group things at times group challenges and group group things because mm-hmm. it brings people together and shows us oh hey like I, I don't need to be in my own little bubble like you know i've 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 uh there's other people going through the same stuff as me
0: yeah that's that's been one of the biggest things i I ran only one group thing like this past summer, and the biggest thing was other you know people realizing hey like i'm not I'm not the only person who who struggles with this you know like we're all different like everyone's different and everyone has like their own individual like things and whatever but the big buckets of stuff that people struggle with are like, like mostly the same yeah. and so understanding that like hey you're not alone you're not the only one who like has a craving for chocolate in the afternoon like that's that's like you know that's not that's not unique to you by any means. Like lots of people have different, you know, instead of chocolate, it might be cookies or it might be ice cream or might be something else, but like everyone's got the same shit. And so knowing that is, I think a really powerful thing to like, Hey, okay, this is, this is okay. Like I'm not broken. There's not something wrong with me that I have this. We just got to work on some ways to, to figure this out and make it work with the results that you want to get.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree.
0: So another thing with this is then now, like the comparison game also plays into longevity and how long people have been doing things. This is something that we were kind of just discussing uh, before and like the finish line of this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will see someone who's been, again, doing something and it's like, hey, I've that person's been doing it for 20 years and I've just been doing this for six months and I feel like I'm in pretty good shape, so I'm like I'm done. But there's not really like a finish line with yeah. this. Like you start working out and then you just continue to work out for... For forever. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't end the same with your business. Like maybe, you know, you eventually retire or sell your business or something, but like for fitness, like it just continues to to go on for forever. And so I think, you know, helping people to switch into this mindset of like fitness is just something that you do forever. Mm-hmm. This is just a part of your life rather than, oh, this is just something that I'm doing right now for, uh, you know, for for a wedding or for a vacation or for like a, some event or some challenge or something like that, which those things are all great and great motivators, but they're not, uh, they're not the be all end all. Like the yeah. real thing is like, how do we make this a, a big part of part of your actual life? So in saying that there's a very long winded kind of way to get at this. Like how are, what are some of the things that you think are helpful in helping people change that mindset to making fitness something that they just do is just a part of their life.
1: Um, I, so it it really depends on the person obviously like like everything does i would say off the top of my head though it's making the the experience of doing it something that they find uh they find value in in that they look forward to so uh mm-hmm. sometimes it's like let's start with the workouts for example like i think there's i think trainers over the course of time have just made working out and nutrition feel like homework Mm -hmm. and people don't want to do fucking homework. So it becomes like, it's just got this homeworky vibe. Like you've got to do your push, pull hinge squat. Uh, You've got to, you know, train at this rep range. You got it. And then like, it just becomes so science-y and boring for the average person they're just like, I don't want to fucking do that because it's just homework. It's just another thing that they have to do. So I think to, if you were taking a complete beginner, like thinking like couch to semi-fit, the first step is to make this something that you look forward to in your week. And that's why in some circumstances, I'm all for some of the stuff us coaches maybe turn our nose at, like more like the some of the group stuff and the group mm-hmm. classes – I think that those are great beginner level getting people off the couch and doing something, getting them introduced to fitness and building community. So I think it's a uh, step one would be make it something that you look forward to. Uh, one thing I'll write in a lot of my clients' programs when they're working out from home. So if, if a client's working out from home, I will literally write this in the description of their workout. I will say, go to, like, go into what, let's say their gym stuff is in the basement, go to the basement, blast some music that you love. And have fun with this because if you're listening, I know for me, if I have a good playlist and I order like a new song that I'm into and I'm listening to that and I'm getting a pump, I could throw all the science bullshit out the window and I'm going to have fun doing it. I'm going to look forward to the workout. So you got to look forward to it. Same thing with your food. Start finding healthier options that you can find yourself looking forward to. Don't worry about the macros yet. Don't worry about, you know, all that bullshit. What, like, what are some foods that you know are healthy? Cause if you're listening to this, I'll bet you $1,000 if I ask you A or B what's the healthier option, you'd probably get it right. Healthier options that you can find yourself looking forward to. So it's got to be stuff that you you find semi-enjoyment. And I hate the term enjoying the process, but like you have to enjoy the tasks a little bit mm-hmm. and that'll get you that first, you know, for a weight loss goal, that could get you the first five, 10 pounds off. It's just finding some stuff that you enjoy that you can do frequently enough. And then the next step is being a fucking adult and realizing that this is stuff that you kind of have to do and then just doing it on the days that you don't want to. So I have a, you know, we didn't get too much into this side of things, but I have a two-year-old I have a 2 I have a two-year-old son who's about to be 30 in, in like a month. Um, so three years old, t- typically. Getting him to brush his teeth or use the potty, right, when you're first starting to get those things, you have to make it fun. I can't just hand him a toothbrush and go, brush your teeth because he'll just say like, no right and <laughs> and wrestling him down and scrubbing his teeth is not really like you know a sustainable way of doing it but if i make it fun and i'm like oh look dad's brushing his teeth too and i make it fun or like uh, changing his diaper if he doesn't want to like i'll you know like oh you i'm gonna sing the like the lion king song while we do it like just get him like excited about the little task but at a certain point when he matures He has to be an adult and realize I can't piss my pants and I got to brush my teeth, right? So it's like that with working out. I can make it fun for you in the beginning, but at a certain point, you have to just be an adult and go like, okay, okay, this is something I got to do. And you got to do it on the days you don't feel like it. And I think so if you can go through that process of make it fun and then uh, be mature about it, I think that'll get you a long way.
0: Yeah, no, super well said. I mean, I I think you're you're right on the money with saying that for the most part, a lot of the science and the nitty gritty stuff, like while I love it and you love it and all trainers, like we all, you know, we nerd out about this stuff and this is what we do. Like, I think the good among us, like we realize that for the 90% of people, like it doesn't really like matter. Like if they want, if they have like, you know, big muscle building goals or they want to, you know, get on a bodybuilding stage or something like that, like, yeah, obviously those things like matter more. But if you're just like trying to not be completely unhealthy as long as you're moving your body like in some way and not eating complete junk most of the time like you're you're gonna be pretty good like the the bar is actually very low and that pains me to say because i wish it was higher because it would make what we do so much more more valuable And like but a lot of the times it's like hey just like you know if you're gonna sit on the couch for four hours like maybe sit on the couch for two hours and like do just do some other activity and if you're gonna have like So an entire bag of chips every night, like maybe have like half a bag or like, you know, a little, like only a little bowl, like just making those simple, simple changes is like enough, honestly, for like most people, but you got to actually, you got to actually do it. And this is where the the maturity comes in, which is honestly the hard part for a lot of people.
1: Dude, I, I, so I recently did a two week challenge with people. Uh, It was a free challenge and I had a bunch of people do it and I legitimately didn't do calories, macros. No individualized workout programs it's a free two week challenge, and the whole challenge was based around a five day a five step checklist for each day and the checklist was uh eat three protein focused meals, have two servings of produce per day, um, do thirty minutes of working out or walking. you could choose and then it was write down three daily gratitudes and the goal was to be you don't have to be asleep, but you have to be in bed with your phone and screens off eight to nine hours before you needed to wake up in the morning. That was it. No macros. No, no, you can't drink alcohol. No, whatever, no bullshit. That was only five things. And people lost like two to six pounds in like a week. And granted those, (laughs) those, those aren't like, obviously like those results will steady out and they're not going to maintain that rate of weight loss. It's probably a big change in behavior for a lot of people, but people were like, Oh my God, like I'm losing weight. Like this is so simple. And it's like, yeah, because that's how simple it is. You just got to do these like basic, basic things. And as you mature, you can make them a little more complicated and, and not to go uh, too deep into the into like the background on this. But I, speaking to what you're saying before is like, you know, how trainers kind of like the nerdy version. We have to find ways to communicate. So the funny thing, I always I always I, I'm very upfront with my clients about this, too. Not that anyone's ever really maybe, asked. I think I've had one person ask me, like, what are your, what are your, like, you know, qualifications <laughs> as a trainer? Yeah. And she asked me this like eight months into coaching. <laughs> so I was like, this is <laughs> random. So I, I sarcastically messaged her back and I was like, I have a PhD, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> um, um, so I was like a straight A student in school, um, but I didn't go to college. Like I, I just wasn't interested in going to college. Uh, so I don't have a degree in exercise science. I don't have a degree in nutrition. Uh I didn't go to college at all. And I started training people when I was like 23. I went from age 13 to probably t- 32. Most of that time, I would like say 95% of that time, not ever following like a set pro workout program. I was just, I was a uh classic program hopper. I was definitely the first, but I just stuck to basic stuff. Like, I, you know, I did bench press. I did, but I was like always, I wanted work. Workouts was like the fun part of my day. So like when I went to do it, I was like, I'm going to try to squat this amount for this many reps today. And then, or I would do like uh, deadlift Fridays or whatever. And there was no like real rhyme or reason. And I made a ton of progress and I learned a lot. And the reason why I bring that up is because you don't necessarily need you don't, it's not rocket science. Like you just got to do it. And I've managed to build a career and, and I still, am always educating myself. I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always reading and, and doing that stuff. But like the average person, when, when someone comes to me as a client, I'm sure this is with you. And I know you have a little bit more of an educational background and stuff, but I'm sure you can agree. Like when someone comes in, you're onboarding a client. There's no like, there's not these big whiteboards of scientific equations going on behind the scenes. It's <laughs> yeah. like the first step is I need to see if you can stick to this shit. So I'm probably going to give you very basic guidelines, yep. and we can graduate to more advanced ones a- as you as you come on. Obviously, there's you know there's more advanced clients that you can be a little bit more in the weeds at, or at first. But sure, um, uh, the reason why I bring that up is because like if you're if you're listening to this and and. You're ever overwhelmed by the amount of information out there, or you feel like this is homework to you. Understand that it's very basic stuff. If you can make it fun, be an adult. Understand you got to do anyway on the days you don't want to, and just stick to it for long enough. Like you're gonna see ninety percent of the results you want.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think like of all the, I don't regret the education and stuff that that I've done and whatever. I think you know it's phenomenal. But I use like practically. 10% of the education yeah, it's crazy. that I that I have and everything else is almost about like knowing when to break the rules so to speak the the rules that are very loose rules but even then it's like a, one thing I've said in the past and I'm not sure if I've said on the podcast or not but like the difference really between a beginner workout and an advanced workout is just like the intensity that yeah. you apply to the workout like if I give a day 1 beginner workout you compare that to my workout that I'm going to do today it it looks very very similar you know yeah. now i'll lift a little bit heavier weights there may be some different loading parameters and you know whatever but it, the differences are very very little the 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 weird part is in like that intermediate lifter where you have like enough confidence to try dumb stuff in the gym yeah but not enough experience to know that that dumb stuff is not going to get you anywhere oh <laughs> that, yeah yeah that. and we've all been through that I've definitely been through it too and it's like it just happens and then eventually you realize like oh okay yeah this was dumb let me just go back to what I was doing and just add weight and you know maybe use the barbell instead of a dumbbell like whatever it's it's just that stuff but the 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 real the basics like it, it's so boring to say this but that is actually what works like and, and there's no real way to get around that
1: and when i look back at some of the best results i got some of the most fun i had or the where i was the most consistent with with my working out um it was always just when i was enjoying them and i was having fun with it and you know when i remember doing dumb stuff too like you know just like just for just for show just for video or whatever uh, in the gym but it was always like i was just enjoying myself and i was looking forward to my workouts and i i find for a lot of people that's what you just gotta find is you gotta find something you look forward to and within reason right like if you you can really enjoy something that's really stupid and then also go maybe i need to mature this up a little bit like i think if you've been going to like a group fitness class for seven years, six days a week, and you're still wondering why you're not seeing great results. At some point you got to be like, okay, I probably got to switch this up a bit. But like, you know, that doesn't mean you have to eliminate it. Like I've had I've had clients who maybe go to like Orange Theory or something, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine. But like, maybe they're feeling like, ah, you know, I, I, I'm getting like, I'm getting kind of bored with the system, but I like the community. I'm like, okay, well, go twice a week then. And then the other two days a week, yeah. do some do some full body strength training. And I know for me nowadays, I mean, I I am like drawn to simplicity more than ever as like a, a mature trainer who's like a data. Like I don't want fucking complicated. I want no. simple. I want like, I want to go and do the simple stuff and just get good at it. I don't want to have to think about it all the time, right? So if you're someone who doesn't want to have to think about this stuff all the time, Stop trying to think about it all the time. Just stop. I, I said to one of the people in my challenge, she was like, asked she asked a good question, but it was like, I was reading on the internet, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, first advice is stop reading things on the internet. Like, like <laughs> you're in this challenge for a reason. Like just have one source of information. I promise you, like if you don't trust me, or if I give you any bad advice, just leave. You don't have to stay. But like just have one source of information that you trust, use some common sense and stick with it and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah another another portion of this that might not connect for for some people is that when we talk about like enjoying exercise you and I and other trainers are unique in that for the most part like we enjoy exercise like i don't you know our our struggles are not really the same as a lot of other yeah. like our, our potential clients and our clients cuz like i don't need to drag myself to the gym
1: like yeah. Sometimes, yes, but like, a hundred percent. Sometimes I do. Yes, I need to. Drag yeah, for, for the
0: there. for the most part, though, like I look forward to working out every day. It's, a, it's an enjoyable part of my day, just on on default. So I don't need to like ramp myself up for yeah. that, right? But to to kind of spell it out for for some people, I think that one way to look forward to it, where the basics really helps, is because the progression is very clear. Last mm-hmm. week I was bench pressing twenty pounds, and this week I'm going to bench press twenty two and a half pound dumbbells. And it's like, okay, that's, that's good. But if you're doing something different all the time, you're doing different programs, different exercises, different stuff, all like all over the place, it's really hard to measure the progress. And so it's very easy to get into the trap of like, well, what am I even doing here? I'm going to the gym today to do what? And, And there's not a clear answer to that. So this is why I'm pretty adamant about like, Hey, you don't need to have like an Olympic you know, Olympic training level program, but you need to have some sort of program, some sort of structure just so that you can give some, give yourself some sort of tangible feedback to be like, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do here. And if I do those things, then therefore I'll get results. It's not about how much you can squat or how much you can bench press or whatever, but it's like, Hey, I'm actually progressing. And therefore like I, I enjoy that progression. And I think that most people do really enjoy that progression rather than just going to the gym because it's good for me. Like, you know, we don't do a lot of things that are good for us, but. You know, yeah, I I a hundred percent something with is
1: helpful. And I, I've learned I learned later on that when I had structure, I got better results, right? And, and that's right. and that's what I like and I think and I and when you when I kinda look back on even when I was when I was someone who did and when I say like I did random stuff, what I mean is like I didn't have like a I never had like a, a sheet or a an app that was like, okay, this is my workout for the day. But right. I had some structure in the sense of like I knew I squatted on Mondays. I deadlifted on Fridays and I would do like upper body days in between. Uh And I was – at the time, my goal was to get as bigger and stronger as possible in like the main lifts. So I would always start my workouts with a main lift and then I would just have fun afterwards. But I, there was still right. some structure and there was some measurable progress along the way. And I think that can be fun is – oh like we need that little bit of competition to go like oh i did the 20 pounds last week i'm gonna go for the 25s this week and like we need that to keep us going because again like how many times have you interacted with someone and they've been working out for five years but they've never increased the weight on what they're doing and then they're like i don't know why i'm seeing results i work out like all the time And it's like well you're not ever getting stronger your body's like after three months of doing what you were doing your body said okay we don't need to change anymore and then you kept doing that for five years
0: Right. Or, or my, one of my favorite, uh, statements is like, oh, for, for this exercise, like I do the 15s. I'm like, well, what, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean you do the 15s? Like, what does that mean? Like for what do you, what would you do for six reps or for 15 reps? Or like, what did you do two months ago? Or what? Like, are you just going to, you're just going to do three sets of 10 with 15 pounds, like for forever. Like, like that, again, is, that is such a good nothing, point. Yeah. That, like yeah, the, like I do this really wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I just, I just do this. Like I, I don't, it's a, and you know, I get it kind of because people don't, they're not you know, professionally educated or whatever in this and they don't like spend time thinking about this and so they go to the gym the first time and they pick up the 15s. Like, oh, that felt comfortable and like, okay, I do that. But to your point about the group classes, the same thing can be true with people going to the gym on their own is like, hey, you've been doing the 15s for like four years yeah. like, and you haven't changed at all. Like nothing has nothing has happened and, and you're not happy with like the current state that your body's in. So logically thinking about this, don't you think that, Maybe something needs to change, change, the, change yeah. the approach otherwise you're just going to be more of the same and how long are you going to be willing to to keep this if you're already not happy with it
1: and i have some clients who do who i do their programming and their nutrition i have other clients who i just work on their nutrition and i've had clients come to me who i'm just working on their nutrition and maybe they're like like when we had our initial call they were like i just really like going to my group class that's what i'd like to do and i always say okay cool like, let's make your nutrition changes because the nutrition is likely fucked up like let's let's <laughs> Let's change some stuff there and see where we get results. And then, you know, if you ever want to, if you ever want to switch things up workout wise, I'm happy to like, you know, give you some advice, but naturally when you're coaching someone on nutrition, you would talk about their workouts. And what I notice is a lot of times when I have those clients, I'll say, okay, we'll do this for me. You're going to your group class three days a week right now, every week. I just want you to pick one exercise per workout. And I want you to try to lift more weight or do more reps on that one exercise. And within like a couple of weeks, they're like, I've, this is the quote It's like, I've always done 25s for RDLs. And now I got up to 35s and I, and I'm always like high five them. That's awesome. And I don't have the heart to tell them like, well, you should have probably progressed to the 35s like six months ago, but like (laughs) they, they are like, oh wow, I've always just done this weight. And, and that's the nature of it is like, you walk in, you get herded in, you grab the weight you normally do. You do it, you're sweating. So you're like, I must be doing something. And then right. you leave and you're like, okay, I, I did my workout for the day. And then what do most people do is like they checked their fitness box for the day and then they eat their salad for lunch and then they go into the nighttime binge eating and and that's where they usually need the most help. So right. I think if you're ever on the fence about where you need to make the first change, I would say you probably need to change something if you're not seeing yeah. results, um, I, and and I don't necessarily think it's like a, what's better nutrition or workouts. I think for some people, it just depends on, uh, you know, what's going to get you the, the best results, the quickest. And for some people, it's just going to be switching up their training for some people it's going to be switching up their nutrition. But once you start seeing results, I think that one naturally bleeds into the other pretty, pretty easy.
0: Right. And it's, it's also just path of least, least resistance. I think for a lot of people, cause it, you know, most likely you should be probably changing your nutrition and your training to some aspect but if you're you know not working with a coach like you're doing this on your own like you you don't know all the things and you shouldn't know all the things because it's not your it's not your job but but you know i think to make this sound easier for people because we're saying this like hey you know of course you should have been lifting the 35s i'm like yes in hindsight of course you should have been doing that but again not your fault you didn't know it's just really like have you gotten the results that you wanted yeah. If no, then like maybe something has to change. And then that's where you can look to hire a coach or look for some more information online or, you know, wh- whatever, but like, look at like, Hey, what am I doing? And what can I maybe change about this? And maybe that's substituting cookies for carrot sticks or trying something yeah. different with your workout or like, you know, just, just doing, you got to change something. Otherwise it's just going to be more of the same. And that's the definition of insanity.
1: <laughs> yeah. And no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing that you brought that up because um, that's one that you were asking me before the podcast, like, is there anything I'm kind of like fired up about? And this is actually not the thing I said, but it just popped into my brain is the the fitness content that's out there is only for people who like need it. And I know that sounds like common sense, but what I find people doing is they're almost wired to look for what they're doing wrong Or they don't want to change what they're currently doing. So they're like, they don't ever like, uh, dig deeper on like their habits. And the, the, the thing that I'm getting at is like, it, I don't care. And it doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're eating. I know that sounds stupid for a coach to say, but my point is that it doesn't matter if you're not complaining about your circumstance. If you are happy with your health and how you look and you're enjoying what you're doing, regardless of what that is, then don't listen to me. But if you are constantly complaining about how you need to lose weight, you need to change your diet, then listen to what I'm saying, right? So if someone comes to me and they go, I, let's say they're doing all the wrong shit. Let's say on one one extreme, they're like, i I do hit classes seven times a week and I do extra peloton rides and I eat twelve hundred calories a day and i i my big cheat at the end of the week is I have half a glass of wine uh and uh you know one of those justin's like uh peanut butter cups right I would hear that and go like that's crazy, you're probably gonna fuck your thyroid up and be high stress and you're gonna like burn out, but if you're not complaining, I'm not gonna say anything as soon as yep. you say. But I don't know why I'm not seeing results. Then I'm going to go, well, this is all the shit you can do better, right? right? On the other end, if someone's sitting on the couch all the time, they're they're eating processed food, they're sleeping terribly, they're overweight, and they're just like, yeah, but I don't want to make a change. I'm cool dying 15 years earlier than expected and not <laughs> having great health. Then again, don't listen to me. But if you're like, oh, I got to get motivated, I hate the way I look, I need to change, then fucking listen to some of the stuff that we're saying on our, our content or on our podcasts.
0: Yeah, man, very well said, very well said. I 100% agree. I think this also bleeds into like a a larger conversation just in the, in the online space and fitness for sure, but just in general, just about these like uh, belief echo chambers where people tend to follow people who you know, say the things that they already believe and mm-hmm. they don't want like, like their beliefs or their actions challenge. And the same thing goes with fitness. And so you'll follow, you know, whoever, whoever you follow online. And it's like, Oh, that person eats, um, you know, such and such thing for breakfast. And like, they, they do the, the, there, I'll fire you up with this. So they do like the protein pancake you know, mixed <laughs> for, for, for breakfast. And then they do like this. And then they have like, you know, th- these other foods and like, I'm trying to do that, but it's like not working for me. It's like, okay, well, just because you, y- you like that same brand of, Protein pancakes as them. It's like, well, something's got to give. Either you can keep following them and keep trying to confirm your own beliefs, mm-hmm. or you can like live in reality and be like, hey, this is like I haven't changed, i haven't lost any weight, gained any muscle, changed my health, improved anything in seven, eight, ten months. Something, something's got to give here, and so we need to. It's difficult, but we need to challenge our, our beliefs.
1: Yeah, and that and that it's funny they said. I don't know if you saw. I, I don't know if you saw this, but like I had uh, a yeah. Kodiak Cakes like uh, yeah. commented on one of my reels. Um, I, it's funny I have there's a local um uh there's a local business who makes like protein pancakes that are actually like very legit they have better macros than Kodiak pancakes and I actually think they taste way better and apparently he was like offended because that I was like shit talking like his stuff too and I'm like dude no like just to clarify there's nothing wrong with either of those products which yeah. the problem is how people are applying those and and like having unrealistic expectations. Right. So I think that that's the nuance there. But I I agree with what you're saying. Like people are, and we're all guilty of this. They're going to search for evidence of what they want to be true. And, and I think even with whatever you're searching for, there are just some basic principles that just never change across the board. So whether you're, you want to believe that vegan is the best way or you want to believe that carnivore is the best way or anything in between, or you want to believe that you don't need to work out ever, or you want to believe that like, you know, you should do 17 hit classes a week. It comes down to like, you probably need to do something to support muscle and you do need to do something to support, uh, or to control calories if your goal is weight loss. I think if you're doing those two things, everything else falls into place because if you were to start, if you just have those two uh, buckets, I got to fill my support muscle bucket and I got to fill my uh, calorie control bucket and that's all you're worried about, everything else starts to make more sense because every decision you make is like, does this help me control calories and does this support my muscle? And really like that's all the shit. So if you think of like, If you want to get down the rabbit hole of why you sleep is important. Well, what does it do? It helps support muscle and recovery and it helps like control calories. You want to get down the rabbit hole of how to reduce stress. Why would you want to reduce stress? Well, it helps support my muscle. It helps control my calories. Like everything starts to fall into those two buckets. Why should I lift weights? Well, it helps me build my muscle. Well, why should I eat high protein? It helps me build muscle and control my calories. Like it just always comes back to those two things and it's not sexy to market that. It's it's hard to get people to do that. But like if I was in front of a room of a thousand people like we were talking about before we started recording and I had to like talk to them about like one thing, it would be like just – is what you're doing supporting your muscle and controlling your calories? If it's not doing those two, – two, one of those two things or both of those things, you probably need to make a tweak somewhere.
0: This is why so much – fitness and health information is so difficult and it's because there are so many ways to accomplish supporting your muscle and controlling your calories like all of the diets they all work every single one of them like they all work and and all the workouts they all also all work yeah and so you can get into this thing where you know you you build a a brand and we can't we can't separate like the business implications on on people's actual life implications here it's like someone builds a huge brand based on x diet and x workout and we don't need to name them but there's there's plenty of people who do this and it's not wrong it's just like this is what's worked for them and so they you know promote this and people buy into it and then what but the the side effect of that is that the people who who follow that are like you know disciples of this honestly to make it religious because it seems that way (laughs) yeah it's like it doesn't mean that just because that one works, that all of the other ones don't work. Like there are people who are vegan carnivore and everything in between who have millions and millions, maybe not millions, but thousands and thousands of transformations and positive stories to say like, Hey, look, look, my thing works. Like if you follow my diet and follow my workout, it works. But like, There's 8 billion fucking people in the world. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity for shit that works for like a lot of different people. Right. Yeah. So understanding like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Veganism is like somehow supporting, you know, controlling the calories and like they're working out. So they're supporting the muscle. Got it. Okay. Carnivore is like, yeah, it doesn't include like potato chips and cookies. So like, yeah, they're, they're, they're controlling their calories and like, yeah, they're, they're lifting weights. So they're supporting their muscle. Like, oh, got it. And so does every single other diet and like workout like that ever that's ever
1: existed existed. yeah and if you do whether you do bodybuilding or you do powerlifting or you do strength conditioning or you whatever it is like you have to eventually come back to like one of those two things you have to support your lean muscle and you have to control calories and yes you can periodize that throughout the year there's going to be days where maybe you are increasing your calories but when i say controlling your calories notice i'm not saying calorie deficit i'm saying you have to have a control Mm -hmm. on the amount of calories you're taking in so you either have to have a goal like i'm at maintenance i'm at surplus or i'm at a deficit you have to know where you fall and what your goal is at the time but i think that for a lot of people they're just they're just trying to find like that magic bullet that's going to solve all their problems and you see this on like intake forms too when someone's like you know when the question is what's your goal and realistically they say well, you know, I just want to be healthier, but, and then they list out like 17 other goals that are all very, very specific and often contradicting of each other. And then they're like, you know, fix me. So, so I'm like, okay, well, this is a, 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 a five-year process that we have to get you through. Um, I, I have one client who's been with me now for, for going on six years in February, it'd be six years. Um, he's become like a, like a, a friend and he's very successful. He's, he's like a CEO. He's very successful in life. He's got a, a, a good family. So just across the board, it's like a, like a good dude and very successful in life. And he runs a, he runs a, a, a big company and he has like, when he first took over as CEO, he came up with this, like these core values, right? And he's now been the CEO there for 10 years and he still always comes back to these core values and they haven't changed. And sometimes people, he'll he'll vent to me and say like, employees will always like come at me like, well, what about this? What about this? Or like, maybe we should tweak our core values. And he's like, no, they're the core values. That's the <laughs> point is they don't change. they He's like, I've worked for big companies before where they change their core values every six months. Like, no, this is our core values. And he recently said to me, he's like, he's been with me for, like I said, going on six years. Um, through him, I've had other opportunities with corporate wellness, stuff like that. And, and he's like, the reason why I, and this dude, again, like not to like blow smoke up his ass, but he's just like a successful dude. He could go train anywhere and he comes and trains in my fucking garage at 6.45 in the morning, f- five days a week. And he's like, the reason why I have been with you for so long is because you, the stuff you told me on the first day is the stuff you're still telling me. Mm-hmm. And yes, like I've, uh, you always tweak things along the way. It's like, but you just are like, always like every time. I ask you about nutrition or whatever. It's just, you're always like your core values have never changed. And he goes, and that's, what's appealing about you. And he goes, I also just know I won't do this shit if you're not holding me accountable. <laughs> so like, right. I think, I think if you are, you can take that and apply that to any area of your life. If you know what your core values are and you are committed to the fact that you need some system of accountability to achieve that, you can accomplish a lot of goals. And that could be career goals. And that could be relationship goals. Like I'm married in order to achieve the goal of of marriage that lasts a lifetime, you have to know what your core values are. And you need to have a partner who's holding you accountable to those core values. And it doesn't mean that you're perfect or that you don't ebb and flow. But as long as you're not deviating from those core values, you can fix, you can tweak those issues, right? And it's like that way in any relationship. You You can't be like, I want a long marriage, but I also want to be able to hook up with anybody I want. Like those two things don't mesh, right? So you can't be like, I want to lose weight and be healthier, but I also want to eat whatever I want whenever I want. It just doesn't mesh.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, you're, you're totally right. I think understanding the core values is a really difficult thing because we, I think it's easy to mix up what the core values are. It's like whether you lift really heavy weights and use a barbell, or you do hit classes, like that's not the core value. The core mm-hmm. value is that like you're exercising. Like yeah. you're, you're you're working out. Now whether you want to, you know, lift in the four to six range, ten to twelve range, you want to use cables only, you want to work out from home, like these are these are minor details and like they matter, but as long as you're exercising, like that's the core value. Yeah. Right. And so you can and these things to your, to your point about like evolution over the five years or six years you've been training the, this gentleman, it's like, yeah, you, you, I'm sure you've learned lots. I'm sure you've progressed. I'm sure you, you know, you have new ideas and stuff like that, but it's like, it's just supplementing the court, like the court, the human physiology has not changed in the last six years. It's the same. And it's going to be the same for the rest of our lives. And, and for many, many lives after us. And yeah. so as long as you're, you're allowed to grow and evolve and, and that's okay. But as long as, you know, if you showed up one day and you're like, Hey, you know what, actually, um, never eat meat ever again and never eat any type of sugar ever again. And you would be like, what the fuck? It's like, what, what do you mean? Like we, yeah. we've been, we haven't been doing that for the past six years and it's been working and you're like, no, but I watched like this YouTube video and like, trust me, like <laughs> this, this is wrong. I'm like, eh, it's probably not. <laughs>
1: It's and it's and just to to circle all back. It's the consistency, right? It's the consistency in the messaging. If it was changing your messaging every month or every other week, it wouldn't be reliable anymore. So it's the same thing. Your body adapts to your habits. If you're changing your habits every three weeks because you're quitting another diet or you're you're falling off again, your body never adapts to the stimulus that you're sending it. So you know if you want to if you want your body to actually change, you have to consistently send it a signal. So people get so lost in like this consistency word. Like, I know I just need to work on my consistency and to work on my consistency, but they don't even know what it really means. It just means you have to be telling your body that you want this goal every day through action, like not through mindset, not through manifesting, not through affirmations. It's through your decision-making process throughout the day. And the mindset and the affirmations, those things can help you make better decisions. But like at the end of the day, you have to, you have to take the steps and send that signal to your body. And when someone's like, I don't understand, I'm getting frustrated because I'm not seeing the results, and I tell you it's because you're not being consistent, it doesn't mean that, like, oh, you shouldn't have eaten that pizza on Friday night. It just means overall, you haven't been sending a signal to your body frequently enough or for long enough. And if you are right. 45 and out of shape and you've put on 70 pounds in the last, you know, 20 years you've sent a signal to your body over and over and over again that you want to gain weight and stay overweight. It's going to take some time to reverse that signal and then build the trust again from your body. Because again, you changed your messaging so many times over the last 10 years, 20 years, you now need to build trust. And that might take 12 months to get the trust built and then another 12 months to lose the 20 pounds and then another 12 months to maintain that loss. Like and that's a that's a three year process right there, right It doesn't mean you won't right. see wins along the way, but like you have to be ready to to stick in it for that long so I think you know you can tweak things along the way, but unless you've you've mentally committed to i'm going to a- approach this goal for at least twelve months then you're you know you're you're letting yourself you're gonna let yourself fall fall short you have to like commit to that
0: and to actually do the things that you said you were going to do i think yeah. this is a good point to start to wrap up on but it's like you know I, I see these fairly often posts about like hey i you know i did my and i'm all for meditation people know this like i'm all into the like the woo woo Like, i yeah. i love it but it's like hey i did my meditation i i, I did my morning journal i did my you know it's seven and a half minutes of like direct sunshine in the morning and i did this and it's like okay you did nine things but you didn't work out like all those <laughs> things matter yeah. And like, that's great. But like, you got to actually do the thing. Like if you didn't do those things and just worked out, like yeah. that would be moving you closer to your goal. And then we slowly add in the rest of it. Cause I think that's all important too, but it's like, don't get distracted from doing the the frills mm-hmm. and like, okay, I did like, I did an ice bath. I did a meditation. It's like, all right, but you ate like an entire pizza, three Coca-Colas and didn't go to the gym or go for a walk. It's yeah. like, well, which one of these things do you think is gonna is, is moving the needle more. I had a client recently. He's like, Hey, you know, uh, I started doing the grounding thing that you do. I said, okay, like, great. Like, did you did you like walk around the neighborhood? He said, "No, I just like I was having a beer and I just like walked outside <laughs> of the grass and took my shoes off." I'm like, "But, but what do you? That doesn't that didn't help at all. Like, you didn't lie to walk. me. You didn't do anything. You just to lie like, to me and tell me. About?
1: Yeah, don't like just lie to me. At that point, I was having a yeah. beer. Oh, that's hilarious. That's no, but I think it's I think it's for sure. I, I I um yeah, like like I. I've done some business coaching mentorships before and um I every time I had done one, they would always like, you know, be very, very like, uh, you know, adamant about having like a solid morning routine. And, you know, when you – like any uh, – like a fitness person, when I would join these programs, I would get all gung-ho and motivated in the beginning and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do everything they say. And I'd be like starting to try to get this morning routine in and, you know, it would be like, oh, do, you know, do do some like movement for like 10 minutes and like, you know, uh meditate, write down affirmations, write down gratitudes and like do this. And I would notice like, I was like, this is not realistic for me to do all these things before I'm actually getting to the things I need to start doing. So what I did is instead of going, well, I quit, this is too hard because my goal, my core value is to still grow my business and help more people and provide for my family. I made that system work for me. And I just found that for me, the perfect morning routine is to literally wake up eat something, and then start doing whatever work I have to do for the day. So if that's right. responding to clients, if that's recording a podcast, if I just knew that it was just the sooner I can start checking things off my list, the better. And again, it just sticks to those, those core values. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think getting lost in the frills is just, is just a no-win game.
0: Yeah, there's just, there's just no way around getting, getting the work done. Yeah, and that's it. If it were easier, we would be sitting here telling you because that would be a lot easier for us to say. Hey, just meditate yeah, yeah. for three and a half minutes every day, and you'll be shredded and jacked. Like I wish that, it was that, that. would be a lot easier than what we're trying to do. So
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Is there anything else you want to cover before we kind of sign off for today?
1: Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing that comes to mind, man. I just I, I feel like, uh, you know, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you're either really interested. In this stuff, or you're at least semi interested because you wouldn't have clicked it otherwise. So I think if you're listening to this at all, you know, I I I would really hope that you just find something that you that is good for your health and aligns with your core values that you actually also enjoy doing. I think if you can, that I think that trifecta is really important and i think a lot of times when you're giving into those cravings or indulgences if you were to dig deep you would see that they don't necessarily align with your values anyway so you know um if you're if you are truly aligned with what you value and what you want those indulgences and cravings and temptations don't become temptations anymore cuz you just know they're not aligned with you
0: awesome man very powerful message great message to leave the people with um, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate your time. No Where problem, can man. people find you, uh, your contact info, your podcast, all that stuff, rattle it off. I'll throw it in the show notes after,
1: uh, badger strength on Instagram, badgerstrength.com, And then my podcast is called talking fit. And that is on Apple and Spotify.
0: Great podcast name. I wish, wish I <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> Talking Fit Podcast. Adam Badger. Badger Strength Everywhere. Thanks for being here, uh, Adam. Uh, thanks for being here and listening, everybody. I Appreciate each and every one of you. Give us both a follow on all the socials and tune into everything that we've got going on. Uh, Five star reviews all around helps us, you know, spread the message and, and keep things going and, and just you know to really support the support the shows and support the message. Um, that's that. Go outside. Be a good person. See you soon.